In the deer shooter system, all bets are off and censorship is non-existent. The dedicated hosts have left the room while other personalities have taken over. These are their stories. Of course I'm happy. I'm just checking because I'm like getting the stink eye here. Go do your thing, but get good at your craft first and put your budget to things that really matter at the end of the day. You want to get good at it. And make no mistake about it, that's training. Let's face it, if you have a size 62 waist, you are not as tactical as 5'11 might think you are. <laughs> and we've all seen it. <laughs> Welcome to the Deer Shooter Podcast. I am your host, Jason Crotto. Deer Shooter is brought to you by WyoTac, Empowerment Through Self-Reliance, and Lucid Optics, on target, under budget. Good Thursday morning. And welcome to Deer Shooter. This week we got a little bit of a treat for you guys. We did some podcasting while we were at Ballistic Summit. We had some just incredible personalities there. And we thought, wouldn't it be cool to just cycle everybody through the podcast? And we did. And and at one point, every one of the hosts left. And all I can say is that chaos ensued. But... but I think it's fun, and I think it's really important for you guys, our listeners out there, to get to know the people uh, and the culture uh, of our industry. Uh, that being said, I, I, I have to strongly advise that uh, we cannot be held responsible for keyboards, dashboards, or young, impressionable minds. Uh, I, I would recommend not driving, uh, not drinking, depending on what you're drinking, and uh, I would have the kiddos uh, not listen to some of this because uh what can i say chaos ensued and without further ado uh welcome to the thunderdome yeah. starting to rule your world well this is what happens when you become a firearms manufacturer i guess you well, have to start I, doing I, i'm a class seven i get it yeah, yeah i had i had to do paperwork and everything which Holy i don't like to Christ. do no and they no. they even let me do it like i was just surprised i mean like they should have seen the record and said no we've seen how you do paperwork <laughs> you need someone else to do this you need a guy like michael bain Speaking of, I've never done any paperwork in my life. Lies. <laughs> you went to Africa and hunted. I did. So you must have done some paperwork I with did. that. Uh, yeah, you have to do all happy paperwork for to get in Shots. the country. Actually, what you have to do is you fill out the paperwork any way you want, and then you hire a fixer. <laughs> and it doesn't really matter whether you have any paperwork or all. You know, all you do is you you've got this happy guy. You get off the plane and somebody goes, "Hello, Mr. Bain, come with me." You don't have to stand in line. Twenty-five dollars American money. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. worth every penny. Every oh, it was. Uh, everybody I was with got stuck. Yeah. And ended up having to pay pay the you know the bakish anyway. The the third well, world it, is a world. Well, and, and it has and its it, ways. I I know when when Wilson went over there a couple of years ago and did the ballistic pursuit show, they had one of those guys. And at the same time, the write-on guys were going over there to film something or other. I'm pretty sure they're still at customs. <laughs> that's why. That's why they're not in business anymore, right? Is that, is that, yeah, probably because they've they're been out of the country too Africa. long. Yeah. My favorite once is I, I was flying home to to the United States from Africa, and my videographers missed a plane, 
and so they couldn't get in until later and to Johannesburg for the international jump. So I, uh, um, I went to my fixer and I said, uh, the plane is leaving in like an hour, international flight. And he goes, there's nothing we can do. And I said, this is Africa. There's something we can do. Can you tell me the magic number to delay an international flight three hours? And he leaves and he comes back and he goes, 300 American. I said, done. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> and, and then they unboarded everybody from the plane. Oh, and there my was God. A, you know, that was you. Yeah. yeah that, that was, was you. I'm sorry, man. It was your plane. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't there that week. <laughs> Now it might have been Tun, you know. You, you're I, and Tun Jones <laughs> is on the podcast. I know, scary, isn't it? I probably not his it. first time either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what definitely. about the podcast? I <laughs> <laughs> the last time we had Tun on the podcast, actually, it wasn't the last time because we we called you in at one point too. But we did a podcast from his man cave. Yeah, from which the is man cave. actually very terrifying. Yeah, the yeah, very cool. But I had no, I, I had no doubt that you lived in a cave, but yeah. also. <laughs> That, you, need, yeah. you need to come visit the man cave. Don't look at me like that when you talk. Come on over, Buttercup. No, I don't, I'm glad that you people can't <laughs> Wait, see this. Wait, you have, you have a man cave that probably has guns. You also have a man cave that has snakes, venomous Actually, reptiles. The, this man cave is a weapons vault. 1,200 square feet of anything from throwing weapons, uh, firearms, air guns, just about a little bit of everything, antique, memorabilia, it has, yeah, everything. What, what is, if you were going to be on a gladiator-themed reality show, what would your weapon be in the gladiator arena? Weapon of choice. Blow darts with sodium pentobarbital. Blow darts. Blow <laughs> darts. Oddly specific. Yeah. Yeah, which, which are on the left side of the man cave, three rows down, above the throwing stars and below right. the atlatl. Actually, six feet... Feet through the front door. Yeah, that's it. Go. Right behind the air compressor, next to the beer taps. Okay, so you would just you'd blow dart like nude Tun Jones with blow darts in the Gladiator Arena. I can be nude if you'd like it. No, I'm just I'm just I'm picturing what what I think most people would picture. If you're, yeah, if you're blowing yeah. darts, you're, you're nude. I'm good most, with it. That's yeah. you never picture what most people would picture. Yeah, never in your I'm entire just, life. No, I, I I have to write. I have to create. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm comfortable with yeah. full male frontal nudity. I don't have any mirrors in the house, so I don't have to look at my own fat ass. No, that's smart. That's smart. <laughs> Security cameras. We can play the footage back. I'm sure. Actually, I got those. I, yeah. I thought he. I think he covered all those up while his wife was gone. He was remodeling the house. Oh my god! Yeah, my my poor wife came home to a whole new house. She was gone for two and a half months in Slovakia. I remodeled the master bedroom, bathroom, kids' playroom. The kids' bedroom, repainted the house, redid the back patio, redid the man cave, and I turned the bathroom in the man cave into a also a weapons vault with the toilet. Nice. If I, if I did that, I would have to go ahead and, and rig some kind of scaffolding with something to hang myself oh my from. <laughs> Where re- in this Slovakia? Can't you just throw yourself off the cliff where you I, live? My wife is from Poprad. <laughs> it is right below the high tetras in Slovakia, uh, yeah. to our south of Krakow, uh, Poland. Beautiful. And both of my kids were born in uh, Pop Red. Oh, cool. 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 Oh, very nice. You know, I've had people come to my uh, office at the secret hidden bunker in the Rocky Mountains, and one guy goes, this looks like a 14-year-old's room. And I said, 
That's correct. I will vouch for that. <laughs> it looks like a 14-year-old's room. You're there's invited. swords, there are knives, there are hatchets, there's guns. I have 80 You can't find wall. his desk, but... Well, no, you can't. I, I saw it once in 1978. That says, that says at least as much about the people you invite over to the office as it does about you. That the swords and axes is, oh, a 14-year-old lives yeah. here. I have 80 feet of wall of nothing but swords, knife, axes, spears... I have a couple of nagel prints and like a picture of a deer I killed once. I mean, what, is, what am I doing wrong? Um, Almost everything. Wow. <laughs> First of all, it's the weight thing. You're uh, a little bit too thin to be in this adult class. Bro. Yeah, that's probably yeah. it. That's, speaking of adult class, <laughs> you today, sir, put on a show. An air gun show. A demonstration yes. of excellence over the course of something like four hours. You shot eight rounds. And scored better than everybody else could even dream of having done. We all fired a lot of extra rounds. We as fired our negative numbers. <laughs> yeah, we got into negatives. We got, Bane and I put so many holes in the damn target. But uh, it was luck. Okay, so <laughs> seriously, air guns. I don't know how that became your thing. I don't know why it's your thing. It actually, man, that's your thing. It is a back. Growing up, my grandfather actually would not let my father go hunting. It was a rite of passage. He purchased an air gun. At a Sears and Roebuck, and before my father was ab- able to go out hunting, he had to become proficient with an air gun. So my grandfather would take out old pull-top oil cans and teach my father to shoot firearm safety. So when I was growing up, my father took the same air gun, a twenty caliber Benjamin Sheraton. Nice. And taught me and my brothers how to shoot with it and as a rite of passage we were not allowed to go hunting until we were proficient with an air gun we were safe with that gun new trigger control barrel control we were we showed enough responsibility with an air gun that we were actually even allowed to go we're not go hunting but go visit them go watch them hunt we couldn't even go pull the trigger. We just got to go watch them hunt. That was the rite of passage before we can even go watch them go hunting. So, that, so air guns were around forever. And you just, did you stick with them the whole time then, from I, kids to now? Even through all my firearm training and everything I've been always doing, I, I have my three-year-old is proficient with an air gun. That's awesome. Yeah, yes, that's pretty incredible. I, I got away. I like completely walked away from air guns. Grew up with them, of course. You know, I yeah. remember. I can. I can remember. It's kind of my earliest shooting memory is being in the living room, shooting into the cardboard boxes in the kitchen, yep. learning. You know, with my dad teaching me, learning. You know, how to pull the trigger and align the sights and that kind of stuff. Uh, but I, I didn't. Other than uh, yeah, every once in a while, and then the training guns that were air powered in different ways, replicas yeah. and things like that. But. I mean, uh, before today, I had never shot. Yeah. Last year with you, yes. I had shot. Uh, you know, your uh, PCP pre-charged pneumatic, uh, like adult air gun. I mean, legit yes. crazy hunting tools and, and long-range tools, just amazing capabilities. And that's what got me super interested in it. And like, came here wanting more of that. <laughs> and I did. I didn't realize that on day one of the summit, you were just going to say, "Hey, by the way, none of you will ever yeah. be as good as me. Watch this." Suck it. Uh, That's kind of how that speech went. That was kind of how it went, yeah. And then, uh, but you've inspired me, and, and, uh, you know, I'm off to day one. I'm day one. I'm coming for you next year. See, I I got Tennessee, which is like when you're six years old, they give you a shotgun and say, why don't you call us when you're 18? (laughs) Go find food. Yeah. (laughs) Go Go, find food. Go away. Well, that's, (laughs) that's literally how it goes growing up. We were, my whole family's military, and 
let's be realistic. Military does not make a lot of money. Yep. And nope. a family of five, when we were proficient with an air gun, it wasn't, hey, we're going to go get a bunch of steaks. No, it was you strap an air gun to your handlebars, go down to Safeway with 25 cents and buy a couple tins of ammo, and you go hunt rabbit and bring it back. That's supper. And you know what? Whatever else they had on the way, that's, that's what we ate. And it was not a big thing to have mint, jelly, and rabbit for dinner. Mm-hmm. And Which in but in France, mint jelly and rabbit is fancy. Yeah, yeah. right. It's, it's rich. I mean, that's you know that food. works both ways. I mean, you can make a good meal out of that kind of stuff, and, especially if that's what you eat every day. Yeah, it was mint jelly, huckleberry jam, and rabbit. Yeah. I mean, we that's what, and people are like, well, what? Well, they don't get it nowadays, but that was. Well, why would they? They they they're con- they're convinced that meat comes from the store. Like, yeah, they make it in the back. Yep, mint, yep. Mint, meat comes out of yep. the drive-through window. Yes, yes. See, yeah. I unfortunately learned how to cook, and so all my relatives who hunted and fished, it would be like, "Here, Michael, he go boy." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> There's about eighty-five doves in there. You think you could make them with gravy? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I can. But you know, that's how we learn to cook. Because that is. It's oh, my dad has to work a double shift, or my dad's held over <laughs> at the base. Mom's working. Dad's working. Who's babysitting? No, they don't call a babysitter. Father's military, mom works. There's no babysitter involved. It's you take care of yourself and you screw up. You're getting an ass whooping when they get home. Oh, yeah. There was, there was no kids getting out of control. There was no safe space. There was no, you know what? There was understanding. No, you step out of line. You know you were getting an ass whooping when you got home. So the kids actually had, we had respect for our parents. Like, me and my brothers, parents, we, we get a call on the rotary phone saying hey i've got to stay at the base late my mom's working all right we're doing dishes we're cleaning house we're cleaning up i'm like all right i want to go grab the air gun i want to go out in the desert across the street and pop a rabbit i want to clean him and cook up some supper my brother would be boiling water we'd be getting it done if we get home my dad would be coming in it he would go to work at five six o'clock in the morning come at home at two o'clock in the morning and there'd be food there for him because you know what he busted his ass yeah, and yeah. that's what a family did back then, and we grew up that way. And it was, it was not abnormal. That was the way of life. Everybody cool. chipped in. That's kind of the way it is here at Summit. Yeah, because uh, it's not like we feed <laughs> Get people outside and go find. <laughs> yeah, Whittington Center. We just came in from game. killing a couple of rattlesnakes. So uh, we can have Jason? something for breakfast. What, air guns as an adult. Um, you know what? This is really kind of my first introduction back in. I mean, air guns have always been kind of part of the life, and, and I've had a few over the years. But I've been so involved with the centerfire world, especially for the last, well, almost two decades at this point, that I never really considered air guns a, a, as a viable option until I started hanging out with the one and only Ton Jones, and he has definitely opened my eyes to the possibility of what can truly be done with air guns. And what I'm really looking at is uh, the training aspect of air guns for precision rifle. I've seen a lot of these guys coming from the the PRS world, and uh, you know they're they're training with the air rifles because they can do so much work, and, and it's close in. But you still have the the ballistics that you have to deal with. You have the winds that you have to deal with, 
And, and these guys are saying that when they come back from training with these air rifles, that they're 10 times better with the center fire. Yeah, it's now, now, isn't it true, though, that they're also the, the amount of money that they're saving when they oh, do yeah, that it's training huge. is more than significant? It's, it's substantial. I mean, if you think about what it would take to go out and shoot 200 rounds of, of 6.5 Creedmoor, or, you know, and a lot of these guys are shooting the Wildcats, the, the you know, the, the Dashers and the Six Arcs and, you know, all, all of these kind of oddballs that are, you know, if, if you can even find them commercially made, they're expensive. Correct. Most of them you can't, so reloading is the only option. And we all know what it's like trying to find reloading components right now, especially <laughs> in any kind of a quantity. Right. So, you know, being able to train... And get those reps through an air gun at a, at a vastly reduced cost. Fraction of the cost, yeah, is, right. is is a no-brainer. Well, let me say that it was hard. I mean, I'm a good 22 NRL shooter. You know, I'm I'm a good solid mid-pack, above mid-pack, out there all the time. You know, and with with the 22, you know, you know, shot shot precision centerfire as well. But boy, I shot like crap. I mean, <laughs> to use highly technical terminology, you know. Technical uh, terminology. Well, it, it, let's face it. I, I taught you to shoot in Wyoming wind. Well, this New Mexico shit is something different. This, this was like different. this was like rat fart wind, yeah. and, and, and still <laughs> the, you know, the pellets skewed up yep. on there. So, yep. twenty two is dicey anyway. You know, you always say somebody sneezes on the range, yes. and you know you got three mils to the left. Uh, this was like somebody sneezes on the range, and you got to shoot a quarter mile east. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you, you're literally shooting a projectile that has a BC of like a, a one thirty four. <laughs> running right, yeah, running. It's exactly the same as a reclining chair. Yes, <laughs> and, and it's only it's coming out of the barrel at like I had all these guns actually put across the chronograph, running exactly nine hundred and five feet per second. So you're running subsonic 300 blackout velocities. Mm -hmm. So in other words, I can throw a five-gallon bucket downrange and have a better BC. Yeah, pretty much. There you go. So and but the difference is you can actually watch your pellet in your scope. Yes. Now true. That's true. And even a blind guy like me, you use and abuse your ciders. You have a whole row of ciders. When you're shooting your ciders, if you watch there becomes a pattern where you can actually watch how they spiral through the air and land. And that's what messes up a lot of centerfire people is the fact that they're used to an arc. Now, throw a spiral or a corkscrew in there. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know that you're pretty much blind as a bat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I, just, yeah. I, I don't mean this to be for you to take this harshly, no, but when I ran the New York Marathon, you know, somewhere around mile 20, <laughs> I was passed by a woman on crutches. <laughs> I thought, I'll kick those crutches out from under you, you bitch. <laughs> now, I will say, and, and uh, shooting the air rifle this afternoon, I did. I did yeah. <laughs> I broke him. I broke time. <laughs> I will actually go run a marathon with you just to do that with you side by side. We're going to be kicking some fuckers. <laughs> Me and Michael Bain took out some people during the New York Marathon. What <laughs> it was an 80-year-old. God damn her. <laughs> you trip her, I'll kick her in her rib yeah, once you're down. In, in all non-seriousness, um, <laughs> I, shooting, shooting air rifles this afternoon, I, I played around a little bit after you guys had your competition. There was two things that really, really bothered me about them. Number one was the noise. I, it, it, I, the lack like, thereof? Exactly. And 
the recoil. The lack thereof. The lack exactly. Thereof. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. being a center fighter rifle shooter, uh, not having not having muzzle blast, not having recoil. Uh, that's a, that's a foreign entity to me. Well, you know, we could have a tape player next to you. Just boom, and somebody punch me in the shoulder. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure, I'm sure Brandy will uh, will totally volunteer for that. I can have an 80 year old lady come over and hit you with a crutch. I mean, whatever. <laughs> and by the way, everybody, we can that make it is, We could do some good stuff. Well, here's the funny thing. The other thing is that is the Jason Colander now. He's here. Because we did not introduce him that, when he came yeah, in. Yeah, no. we, we brought in Jason Colander the, with the Rhett and one. <laughs> yep. Um, now, uh, my Jason, cigar pimp. Now, yep. now, to be fair, Absolutely. Jason is is no stranger to the deer shooter community. He's no. been on our show before. Absolutely um, loved it. I now, had a ton of fun. We, yeah, we, typically we talk about medical and cigars. Correct. Um, not always in that order, but huh. yes. <laughs> like medical cigars, you know. Oh, God, he's passed out. Stuff, <laughs> stuff a cigar in his face. Well, you should know all about those. You live in Colorado. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of medicinal herbs in Colorado. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Dude, this is perfect. Colorado kicking the crutches out from somebody during a marathon and maybe being blind as a motherfucker. Well, I, okay, so, so the first time I, I, I ever taught on a range with, with Rob Pincus, uh, we were in Leadville. And it, it, was, it was the night before the training started. I got in there, got my hotel, and it started to get dark on me. And I'm like, man, I've got to find something for dinner. And I'm, I, I'm, it's Leadville. <laughs> like, I, I used to live in that area, so I knew what. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'll drive around. I'll find something. And I drive past this parking lot, and there's a taco truck. And I'm like, perfect. So I go driving into this parking lot, and I find this taco truck. And there's, like, there's a line like eight cars deep. And I'm like, what in the hell? This is Leadville. Like, eight people live here. Why is this so busy? And I happen to look up, and there's a dispensary across the street. And I'm like, this dude's smart. <laughs> there you go. So in Alaska, we have an absolute ton of weed shops. And we've actually had a, over, I'd say, at least the past 12 to 24 months, we've had an explosion of food trucks. Because all they do is they just prop out right next to the parking lot, right next to all the weed shops. And they are always busy. Always I, busy. I mean, it's, it's smart if you think about it. I mean, it the, is, the combination and, factor is super smart. And I can't believe I, I was really upset when they, when they passed that ordinance that the, the Girl Scouts are not allowed to sell cookies outside of the weed shops. I lived in Nederland in Colorado, which was the center. The, they called it the epicenter of the marijuana revolution in the United States. Is there, is Son of a bitch! Zero? There is a Leadville, Colorado. Yeah, yes. I'm telling you. Doc, <laughs> Doc Holliday used to spend a lot of time there. No, I always thought that was a joke because I've been all no. over that damn place. I've been to Turquoise Lake, and I've never actually been to Leadville, Colorado. Leadville is is pretty much close to nowhere. Yeah, it's right next to Breckenridge, but some bitch yeah. I've never actually been. It's there. high. It's like the, one of the highest. Well, that's in oh, many that, ways that explains it. Because feet. you know what. I'm a fat ass, and at elevation, fat people can't breathe. So that's yeah, why it is. It, 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 I think I think Leadville is one of the ta- yeah. the highest cities in the U.S. I think yep. it's over ten thousand feet. Well, I so, thought it was when I lived in Ned at nine thousand feet when they started putting those signs up in front. You know, that said, "Dope sale, your first ounce, fifteen dollars." I thought I just wish Jerry Garcia could have lived to see this. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if they're tossing out cheeseburgers, I'd have gone see it. <laughs> I'd have been there. Yeah. I just I can't. I don't do weed. So I'm like, no, yeah. what? if they're doing cheeseburgers, ice creams, bacon, hot dogs, anything, donuts, I'd be all but, over that. Uh, like but I, I, yeah, I knew all the local cops. I was the guy that ran their range for their qualifying. 
And I, I asked, when I revisited there, I said, how's it been? You know, now that it's not meth capital, now that it's dope capital. He goes, oh, man, it's so much better. He goes, because we don't actually, you know, it's not crime. We're garbage disposal. We come by and there's some guy sitting on the sidewalk with his head in his hand going, I'm so fucked up. I'm so fucked up. So the now worst thing that can happen is they hit their head on the car and go in. <laughs> he goes, well, he so goes, it's the best place to be a cop in the world. That's actually pretty impressive. Now they're just not pissed off about the fact they have no, no teeth. No. That's no. pretty cool. That's correct. They're not Dude. angry. There was, a, there was a guy in Netherlands who was called the Rabbit Man. And he always wore an old army coat, and he was always stoned. He'd come up and be like, I'll kill a bunch of rabbits. I got some liver in my pocket. You want some liver, Michael? Like, oh, no, rabbit man. I'm not in the mood for liver right now. You know, especially liver that's been in the pocket of your coat for about two and a half years. <laughs> I, I actually forgot to vote by mail, and I had to vote at the Netherlands Community Center. And, and it, it was like the bar scene in Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> it was terrifying. Oh, my God. You're like, these people vote? Holy Christ, we're all doomed. Michael, me and you got to take a road trip, bro. No, let's yeah. do this shit. This, this has to bro, happen. let's do this. Oh, my God. Come on, man. we got to do it. So I, would, I, I, I wish I could. Have been there when he got recognized. He was in, I, I think it was in Boulder, and you got recognized in a Whole Foods. I was and great. Your, your sweetie <laughs> lost her mind. It was you like have I was at the seafood <laughs> counter in Whole Foods in Boulder, Colorado, which is like that Elf City and, yep. and Lord of the Rings, the <laughs> center of Elf. There's like towers and shit. And this guy comes up and he goes. Oh, my God, you're Michael Bay. <laughs> and my girlfriend, my sweetie, I've been with her for 30 years, she throws her hands up in the air. She goes, hell freezes over. Who's <laughs> <It was> at 11? <laughs> That's it. Sometime before the next summit, me and you're taking a fucking road trip, bro. You know, actually, go though, a friend of mine once said, she said, she goes, does that stuff go on in your head all the time? Oh, my God. Oh my God. Is it time for me to be taken away? No, I'm, I'm no. leaving you to run the podcast for yeah, the next you're 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Your toes bouncing. You know, let's talk about the modern trends and transsexual transitions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm game. Let's do this shit. <laughs> Tyler, what am I getting into right now? Well, you know, we, oh. got, we got Tyler coming in here from Pyramid Tyler Air. Yep. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a self-identifying llama. <laughs> And it, it's, it's because I oh. have a quick temper and I like to spit. <laughs> and I got in trouble on the internet. I got banned off Facebook because somebody said, you can't really think you're a self-identifying llama. And I said, hell yes. And it's a lot more than being a sheep and a serape. <laughs> and they, they, they threw me off Facebook for 30 days for racism. I said, sheep. It's a sheep, for God's sakes. <laughs> it's a sheep. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my God. Well, Michael, you'll identify with this, oh this bastard God. right here. Oh, fuck. This bastard. I went and visited him, and he took me to a place and gave Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So I'm going to be honest with you. I watched. Tons Good, because lying doesn't work in this group <laughs> right now. Uh, Just saying right now. So I watched Tun Jones on Auction Hunters when I was like, uh, careful, fucker, fourteen or fifteen. <laughs> when he was like <laughs> in the womb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I wasn't even born yet. My, it was my dad watching actually. No, um, and, and, and so when I got to meet Tun, I was like. Man, this is like a really down-to-earth dude. Uh, he can't possibly be famous because famous people are assholes, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so he comes to, to visit us at Pyramid Air in Cleveland, 
and, and, and one of my coworkers and I take him out to a bar. Now, uh, the previous two nights he had been there, we had gone to like nice restaurants with management and all that stuff. Uh, we get him to this bar, and well, first my coworker orders uh, <laughs> three scotches, one for three each shots. Of us. No, ton. It wasn't in a shot glass. It was friend. in a glass like this. It's a fucking shot. Okay. Yeah, it's no, a sh- no, it was not a shot, okay? It was a dram of scotch. A dram. A wee dram. A wee dram. It was a shot. It was a full dram. Thank you very much. Okay, full dram, full dram. Tun shoots that motherfucker oh. and goes, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, my God. And, and I shit you not, about five minutes after, this, uh, this brother sits down next to Tun, and he's staring at Tun. And he goes, my man. You from that show? <laughs> oh, my God. And goes, without even skipping a beat, like straight into like I'm a personality mode, and Tun goes, hey, man, nice to meet you. Tun Jones, auction hunters. Like you might have seen me on some other stuff, blah, 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 blah. And the guy goes, oh, my God, I got to tell my girl. Starts taking selfies with Tun. Buys Tun 10 double shots over yeah, the next that's hour a fan. and a half. Oh, that's a fan. That's a dedicated now, fan. And and what you were drink, it was Johnny something. Johnny Walker Black. Yeah. No, we started on Johnny Walker Black for the first four, the rest went Johnny Walker Blue. Really? Doubles. Dude Ooh. had some money spent. Oh yeah. He said he could hook me up with women, weed, coke, anything I wanted. Aren't those people funny? Because cause you you there are people like that and yeah. one guy, yeah, he goes like I can't wait to do this, man. I want to introduce you to my wife because I think my wife will really love you and everything. And I'm thinking, like, I don't want your wife. And then he, I said, what does your wife do? He goes, she's a violinist in a philharmonic. And I said, I got to meet your wife, dude. And she's, like, beautiful. And she's like, I've been looking forward to meeting her. I thought, I need to reevaluate my relationship with my fans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, we oh went so God. hard on the paint at this place. No, you did. Well, Adam yeah. and I were okay. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I had to come back. I went out to smoke a cigarette to get some air. The guy followed him. Yeah, he's like, my, my brother, he's all, we got to do another double. We got to do another double. So we did back-to-back doubles out there. And I'm like, whew. I was like, my back titties were starting to sweat. I was like, bro, we're, 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 things were going south with a quickness. Tun oh. comes back into the, to the bar area just lands on my shoulder okay so i'm like i'm sinking in my chair because tons a lot bigger than me and he goes get me the fuck out of here i have one for you we're at the shot show right it's just maybe like four or five shot shows ago it's 3 a.m in the morning you know it's vegas and with the venetian and everything and i'm walking to the room by myself and this this woman comes up wait a minute by yourself by myself i was just you know i'm old let's go sleep and this woman goes like Oh, Michael Bain, I just love The Best Defense. It's the greatest show. Oh and I'm thinking, like, and she's really cute, and, she's, uh, and she starts talking about specific episodes. So it's not, it's not just a wild throw oh. line. She's going, you remember when Janet stabbed you with a knife in the oh elbow? And I'm God. like, yeah, yeah. And then I said, oh, so you're here for a shot? And she goes, no, I'm here for the Adult Entertainment Awards. I said, oh. ABN, baby. ABNs. Yes, and she goes, I'm up for the best blowjob of the year. <laughs> and I said... And I'm sure you deserve it. I mean, what do you say to somebody who says that to you? It's like, what, what do you mean, Whoa. what do you say? You go, uh... Hoover invented it and you perfected it? Prove it. Right. I'm going to need proof. You know, I can lady. give you an autograph in places you haven't even thought of. <laughs> can you stamp that with your approval? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> oh yeah, this year's shot shows. Yes, we jumped the rails, didn't it, pretty quick? <laughs> I think I walked in and it was it was coming off the rails. Oh, yeah, <laughs> literally. But it, it, it's weird. It's it is. It's a weird thing to be on television. It's a weird thing to be on television for a long time, because the people who watch you are certain that they know you. And when they mm-hmm. come up and start talking to you, it's as if they were a friend. And they're picking right. up a conversation that you were having last week. And you're going like, who are you? Yeah, exactly. What are you talking about? Are you a stalker? Yes. I mean, do you want to sell me drugs? I mean, yeah. Did you crawl out of the trunk of my car? Oh, I mean, no. where did you come from? Yeah. We were going to SHOT Show. It was 2013. Going to SHOT Show, walking in, getting ready to go to the Air Force booth. Actually, I was going to Pyramid booth first. Then we're going to go up to the uh, Air Force booth. Was there with the owners of the Air Force. Walking in. This chick runs out of the wedding hall where she just got married. Goes, oh, my God, it's fucking Tun Jones. <laughs> and her newly wed husband goes, oh, my God. She takes off running, dead sprint, holding her wedding dress, jumps, legs wrapped around me, slams me into a slot machine, breaks three ribs. Oh my out God. loud in the middle of everyone says, you said I can have one. This is my one. <laughs> they've been married no less than like 15 seconds. You were the hall pass. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, can't breathe. John and Yvette were sitting there trying to figure out what to do because I'm like gasping for air. My ribs are broken. I'm landed against her, and she has this death grip. And she's not a small girl. I'm built like an upside-down pair linebacker type. <laughs> dude, I'm like... So dude, what you're saying is she was a healthy eater. Okay, dude, okay I mean, fair enough, fair enough. She like, liked the buffet. No. She likes the buffet. Yes. Yeah, and gotcha. I was, like, I was like, get her off of me. And the security finally separated her from my carcass. And luckily, I had the emergency line to Sin City <laughs> I called my girl Gina over there. I was like... Gina, I just busted my ribs. I'm here at the hotel. She's all, we're sending the, the vet crew, over, the, the medic crew over to get you. Luckily. I like it better when you said the vet crew. The vet crew. Oh, the vet That's why I was like, yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Who's got the muzzle? Yep, yeah. there you go. <laughs> they, they St. Bernard the, down. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. They send the whole medic crew over to the hotel to like wrap my rib cage so I could finish SHOT Show that year with busted ribs. It was brutal. I mean, that's the random crap that happens. I did have one, one woman attach herself to my leg, and she was like, she was like a chihuahua. She was like <laughs> humping my leg. She smelled of gin and had no teeth. Did you trip her while she was running? <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. This was the best blowjob check, wasn't it? No teeth. Exactly. <laughs> you really put that together. Good job. Right there, Tyler. Good job. You put those together. Two stories. That was one story. I like it. Yep. The same shit, different day, my friend. That's, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, you might be up for an award. Your mind says the gin and your no teeth. Okay, fair enough. But at home, we just call you num, 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 num. Okay, yeah, okay. The nice thing is that we got a medic sitting at the table. Yeah. yeah he's somewhat itch. Yeah. Here I am. Actually, we have the medic and the bartender, so this is great. Yeah, exactly. That's two medics. And one is the bartender. We're doing really good. This is the Are you opening. a bartender or a medic? Uh, I no. am neither. No, neither. Oh, uh, I'm an enabler. Medic, That's what medic bartender. This is the opening to the best joke fucking ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so two medics and a bartender. Walk in. 
walk into a podcast. <laughs> shit goes south. Yeah. One says, it looks like a flash rune. I'll do a shot. Okay, we're good. We'll go from there. It's all so, good. Did, did we actually introduce our new edition? Negative. Negative. We, we should do that. We should, we should introduce Tyler. Hi, folks. I'm Tyler Patner. Uh, I'm with Pyramid Air, and uh, we do all things air guns, but uh, we also do all things outdoors. No, stop, because this okay. this is not a professional yeah. show. Ty- here. Tyler, oh, which do you prefer, 45 was, or 9 so millimeters? That was so rehearsed. I was stunned. <laughs> uh, 9 millimeters, sir. There you uh, go. Actually, let me... Uh, I will not defend God. my decision, but 9 millimeters. But Tyler is... A really good friend of mine, he's been victimized by road trips with me and random hunting adventures where I say, hey, Tyler, you're coming down to Texas. I can't. I said, I already called your boss. You're coming to Texas. God damn it, ton. I said, book your plane flight. I already yep. talked to your boss. I fucking hate you. I said, cool, I'll see you in a couple days. I don't think I've ever said I fucking I've had hate that you. Same but you thought it. You probably thought you. it heavily. Oh, yeah. 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 I, yeah. I hate I, you. you know, actually, I think... Like yeah, it's heavy size, heavy size. Crado and Tyler have both had that conversation where they've hated me for the yeah, r- yeah. It is a running theme. I yeah. hear it a lot. Yeah, you know. uh huh. But it all works out in the end, you know. And they're like, when "What's you've got the a game few plan?" On the ground, and sure, you know, you're they're covered in blood, and right. Law enforcement's you, looking for you. Yeah, well, <laughs> that, come, that comes later. We we yeah. actually went through a, a, a friggin' drive-through in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Uh, what was it, a Popeyes or something? I no, it was a Whataburger. Uh, Whataburger, sorry. Yeah, I uh, never had that again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good call. It, 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 we drove through a Whataburger with uh, three dead animal, dead uh, freaking exotic game species in the back of the truck. Yeah, <laughs> Axis, Black Buck, and a uh, Red Stag. And so you, you just went in and you said, can I just have a bun? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're like, and two ketchup packets. <laughs> I'm good. Dude, we had blood pouring out of the bed of the pickup truck Nobody on the car behind us. No, nobody said. Of course, a thing. in Texas, that's like a normal day yeah. in Dallas. Right. That means you, don't you, tailgate you, you, my ass. Yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> You're not going to get blood in the hood if you don't. Get, it just back up off the back of my pickup. There you go. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Common rules. Yeah, it seems reasonable. You're respectful. You're not my wife. Get off my ass. Yeah. <laughs> that is a different place. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I'd offer to pull your hair if you had it. <laughs> you gotta, you can gay. pull the goatee. Uh, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, it, but poor Tyler's been subject to uh, a lot of my random abuse over the years. Road trip, where are we going? You'll find out. What do I need to bring? Just get here. No, I really need to prepare. I said, that would suck. Like, what kind of clothes do I need to bring? Clothes. No, road trips are, you know, you, you just, you know, filming, like traveling around the country and filming, all you could do is just hope for the best and know that you were not going to get it. Sure, sure. I had I had like like one sound guy that just was always he'd say I met the I met the love of my life man, and he goes I would like to spend more time with her but she had to go see your parole officer and you're going like well yeah of course she did you know all your you know it seemed like half the people on the crew had ankle bracelets and pronouns. <laughs> see, I, I'm like wait tra- my my pronouns are artichoke and king of oh, the world. No. Now, the, the, the whole, your crew had ankle bracelets, is that because that's all you could afford, or is that all you pay? Well, you know, we, the first two years of shooting gallery, we did not have enough budget, so I hired videographers from the Valley, and, and they were all, like, essentially porn videographers, and they sweated a lot, and they twitched, you know, and you, I'd say, who's the DP? And they're like, don't say that, man. Don't say DP. <laughs> don't say that, it means different for us. And they were sweating because they were all coming down off something because they had to piss clean the next couple of weeks. I'm pretty sure that's the yeah. case. Yeah. But they're, they're like, going, 
I gotta go see my parole officer, bro. I gotta piss clean. Twitch, oh twitch, twitch. Twitch. Like, I'm so glad to be shooting guns because I just get tired of the in and out and in and out and in and out. Yeah. <laughs> dude, it smells like hot latex and uh, it's dude, shame. Wrong here. Yeah. See, it I'm, smells like daddy issue and yep. like, I'm, like, I'm like trying to find a way to relate to these stories here, and the problem is so like. I'm on YouTube a lot, right? And and the problem is, having been on YouTube for like six or seven years in the air gun world, is that I've had some of the experiences you guys have had, not in the same ways, but with like, uh, well, men your age, Michael. And it, it, Am I at my age? It's frightening. I'm going to hit you with my walker, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> so I'll outrun that bitch. <laughs> hey, he trips people at marathons. Right. Don't fuck with him. Hey, he, he ran the Leadville 100 35 years ago. Finished I'm still, I'm still going. Dead last. <laughs> but he beat that 80-year-old in crutches. Hey, hey. She didn't, she didn't Literally. qualify. She went down. Yep, she went down. She never finished. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> she just never got up again. <laughs> oh, my God. Too good. Well. Well. This is how well. we do this shit. So, so I, I just tried on nods for the first time in my life. Oh, um, how'd you like it? I'm fucking buying some. Dude. Yes, uh, without question. That's what happens. Is, and, then, yeah. and then you have to like put your head in a bag and breathe deep, and then you realize that you need the $65,000 for a car. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I definitely don't need $65,000 nods, um, but holy Dude, cow. we need nods, and we need to go hunting in Texas. It, done. Done. There we go. I, I, will buy them in, I will buy them in the next month, and we will go. And then go nods helicopter hunting oh, in Texas. Actually, I can make that happen. There you go. I know a guy. I know a guy. You do. That's it. We know guys. That's that's oh, what we shit. do. We know guys who know guys. Yes, we do. No, that's fun. Helicopter hunting. You add the nods to it. It rocks. I'm not even kidding. I'm so fucking game for that. Dude, <laughs> we can make this happen, and it's... That's why we don't believe in bucket lists. You just do things. Yes. Don't make a list. Just go do things. Yes. Because if, if you know somebody that knows a guy that knows a guy, then why have a bucket list? Just go do stuff. Yeah. Just go get it done. Yep. I've been... I, go ahead. Yeah. This whole bucket list thing. Why have a bucket list? It's it no. Like, it, it's a reminder of everything that you didn't commit to actually getting done or doing. Well, so I, why? I, well, hang on. I, I think that might depend on what stage of life you're in, right? So like, uh, Duh, you're really trying to tell me what this stage man should not have a bucket list. Your, your well, no. I, it, I there's actually I, I wrote a book on it. So. See. I, <laughs> Hey, Tyler, watched, a book is something that has pages <laughs> that you read. Hard. You know, I don't know if you guys know this or not, not but pictures. writing a book is on my bucket list. <laughs> I did. I made a list of. Uh, I rest my case. After okay. a big night in Tampa at, at a pizza yeah. place. Pronouns, pronouns. I made a list of like shit that can kill you. Okay. It's like thirteen stupid shit things you could do that can kill you. And then since we were all plastered and we're coming out of the pizza place, somebody said, "What are you going to do with the list?" I said, "Well, hell, I might as well do it." And write a book about it. And I always say the punchline was four years, all the money I had in the world, and one marriage later, I finished the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I burned it all. Yeah, I was about to say, this sounds like a terrible experience. I don't know. It was great. Yeah. It was kind of a liberating experience. Sure. I no longer had a couch or a television set or a wife. <laughs> or a wife. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I had a bicycle. <laughs> you know. So you came out ahead. Yeah, I, he, yeah he that was, was a big plus. Shape. Yeah, yeah. It was in good the shape. judge said my bicycle was a piece of shit and awarded <laughs> it to me. Yep. He gave it to you. It's true. That's a win-win right there. <laughs> the judge. I also got a cat. And I've really never seen a nine-speed before, Mister Bain. You can just keep that. 
No, no, no. All of it. Don't so leave had, any in the courtroom. Take so what you're saying is you left with a meal and a mode of transportation. That's exactly it. Yeah. A hot dog and a bike around the block. You came out good. Uh, all right. Now let's get the other medic and bartender in okay, here. Get over here. There you go. All right, Absolutely. Got, Come on in, Johnny. Time for you. All right, here I am. Hostile amigos. Well, yep, sit down, you're, Ton. You were great. God damn. No, no, we did not go off the rails. We simply went to Michael Bainville. There, there's a difference between off the rails and Michael Bainville. And unfortunately, we're kind of down to time for this week. Uh, we're going to pick this up. We've got uh, probably the next four or five weeks. Uh, we'll be releasing the rest of the just absolute off the rails fun that we had at Ballistic Summit with everybody that was there. Uh, you're going to get to know a lot of the people that we got to hung, hang out with and uh, and just have a good time. So until next week, you guys just keep blaming the gun. <laughs>